Welcome to the Social Dallas Podcast. Today you'll hear an uplifting message from our pastor. Our hope is that your relationship with God would flourish like never before. Series. How many of you are being blessed by this relationship series? Pastor Robert brought an incredible word last week. Aren't y'all grateful for our pastor? He's so amazing, and he delivered an, a phenomenal word last week, and I get the opportunity to continue the series. Ladies, I get the mic today. Hey! And I love it because Y'all, everyone's leaned in. We got, our numbers are increasing, engagement on social media, ladies, what's a red flag? I mean, people are leaned in. It's a hot topic, and why? Because we're all trying to figure out how to navigate people. Navigating people is not easy, right? So I'm excited to be able to continue this series today. Can we talk? Ezra, I actually want you to stay up here all the whole time, but you don't have to. <laughs> I want you to say, but you don't have to. <laughs> Can we give it up for Ezra? He's the best. Ezra, Ezra. So we're all trying to figure out how to navigate people because reality, we cannot escape relationships, right? And you know what else we can't escape? We can't escape ourselves. You can't escape you, so you may as well learn how to master you. So how do you master you? You master you by mastering your mind. This is gonna be so good. <laughs> yes, so as we continue this series, I wanna talk to you today about getting your mind right. That's actually the title of my message for my note takers, Get Your Mind Right. Can you say, get your mind right? Turn to your neighbor and say, get your mind right. Yes. So in order to have healthy relationships, we must have healthy minds. So say it starts with me. It starts with me. Father, thank you that you're here. Thank you for renewing our minds. I believe that there's going to be a shift today in this house. It was prophesied a few weeks ago that we would be a house of peace. And I believe in order to carry that and be the house of peace that you want us to be, we need to have minds that are renewed through you. So renew our minds today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Ooh, my little laptop went a little big, so. So today's text is gonna be in 2 Corinthians 10, one through five. Before I read that, I actually wanna give you a little bit of backstory on what actually is happening in this text. So we have Paul, who is writing to the church of Corinth. I love Paul. Love, love, love Paul, because Paul keeps it real. So when you look at the text, there's like a shift. So he starts speaking, he's a little frustrated, he's a little irritated and a little sarcastic because he's addressing the church of Corinth, Christians, okay? Corinthian Christians um, who are actually um, operating from manipulation and they're operating not submitting to authority and they're actually, it seems like they're losing their minds a little bit. And so in this text, he actually addresses the minds of the Corinthian church. With that being said, the fact that he's addressing Christians in the minds of Christians lets me know that you can be a Christian and not have a renewed mind. That's a tragedy, right? How many Christians are walking around the earth on a mission but yet with broken, carnal, 
worldly minds. And today, that's what I wanna talk about. Are you excited? 2 Corinthians 10, one through five, by the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you, I, Paul, who am timid when face to face with you, but bold towards you in a way. I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. He got a little attitude right there. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish, overwhelmingly defeat to destroy, okay? Strongholds, demolish strongholds. What is a stronghold? A gate around a thought that stands between the lie and God's truth. We're tearing down strongholds today, okay? We demolish arguments. This is no no like little, you know, easy thing. I mean, this is saying we are going to devour, demolish, destroy arguments thoughts, and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it, everyone say make it, make it obedient to Christ. Ooh, I feel that scripture in my soul. Whether you realize it or not, Social Dallas, we are in a war, a spiritual war for our souls. How do you get our soul? You get our mind first. Quite often when I'm in an emotional rut, I'm in a funk, what I like to do is I take a step outside of myself and I try to really envision, visualize what is actually really happening. You're like, what are you, what are you talking about? So in Ephesians 6, 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what I'm talking about. So I realize that what's going on right here, that it's actually layered. There's something beyond what I can see. There's actually a war for my mind. There's a war for my soul. I envision Satan. This is intense, right? It just got really intense, but I can't help it. You've heard my dad preach before. It's just like in my bloodline, okay? Very intense, okay? But I envision Satan, okay? And I envision demons. I envision envision them rallying up and saying, Taylor Madu is a threat to the kingdom. Robert Madu is a threat to the kingdom. Everly, Remy, Najee Madu, threat to the kingdom. They come together collectively and they start creating strategies and systems to attack and wipe my family out. They come through to plant seeds. They, they throw arrows of assignment after my family, after my mind. They come in through a person, plant a word. They come in through a circumstance that's hard and unfortunate. They come in and they plant it, and you know what I see them do? I see them then rally together laughing in their little huddle, okay? Ancient demons, okay? Do you know they sit back and they watch us and they study us, right? Do you know the enemy's patient? He sits back and he watches you. He watches for your weaknesses. He looks for open opportunities to sneak in and take you out. Don't be naive to it. So he comes and he plants these things, these seeds. And then he sits back, this is what I see starts popping popcorn. They got their buckets, 
and they sit back and they watch as I crumble to the ground, as we crumble to the ground. But I've come today, that's not the final story. I come today to say that I refuse to be the devil's entertainment. I don't know if there's any believers, Christians, warriors on the battlefield that are here to say and stand in the authority of Jesus Christ to say enough is enough. I will no longer be the devil's entertainment. Joyce Meyer says it best, if you wanna make the devil mad, just get happy. We got some happy saints in the building today, okay? Whether we like it or not, negativity comes, negativity comes natural. It's just the way that it is. You have to actually work hard to be positive. You don't have to work hard to be negative. According to the National Science Foundation, y'all been doing my research this week, we have 12 to 15,000 thoughts daily. Think about that. 12 to 15,000 thoughts daily, and 80% of our thoughts are negative. It's crazy. But I believe it's like the reality of the fallen world that we live in. We just have sinful nature. It just is what it is, right? I believe that our thought life is actually shaped by what we've experienced, what we've done, bad decisions, but also things that we couldn't help that happened to us. Our childhood, the things that have happened to us past and present. And we are constantly at war with our experiences versus God's truth, okay? Constantly at war with our experience versus God's truth. Fighting not to allow our experiences to shape our reality. I mean, what are you talking about? Well, I have a great story for you. You ready for this? You know, I can't do no sermon without no Target illustration. So the other day, I was at Target getting my groceries, you know, trying to be a good wife and mom, getting my groceries together. I'm about to go cook my man, my husband, a good meal, okay, and hope that my children will eat my meal, okay? So as I got my groceries, I pull up to the red light, okay? So now I'm in my car, and all of a sudden out of my peripheral, I see another car pull up beside me. So naturally, what do you do? You look over, right? When I look over, this guy sitting in the driver's seat, and he gives me like a wave. And so you know me, I'm like the person that talks to people in the elevator. I'm like, oh my gosh, a new friend. So I'm like, hey, how are you? Great, you know? So then I look straight, and I swear it was like the longest red light ever. So it's like five minutes later, I'm still sitting there and I still feel like there's movement and like he's trying to get my attention. So I like look over and he, he is trying to get my attention. He's waving, he actually now has his window down. And so I'm like, here's the reality. Like where I'm from, Eldorado, Arkansas, when a guy pulls up, okay, beside you at the red light, he rolls down his window and he's waving at you. He's trying to holler. Do y'all still say that in 2022? He's trying to holler, okay? So I'm like, okay. like trying to holler, I actually feel a little flattered because you know, I'm older now and like no one ever cares, you know, it's fine though. That's great, it's good news. No, so I'm literally like, okay, I'm, I'm 34, I'm a wife, I'm trying to get home to my husband and my three kids, I don't have time, right? Well, I'm like, I roll down the window, I stick up my finger, hey, where my ladies at? This is what I'm doing. <laughs> He says, ma'am, I was just wondering if you could tell me which direction Panera Bread is. So, I was like, oh, um, just take a right and it's on the right, okay? It's ridiculous, right? It's embarrassing, I should be embarrassed. Yeah, it's fine. But because of my experience growing up, it had given me a distorted view of reality. 
He wasn't trying to holler. Unfortunately, it is, is what it is. I ain't, I ain't got it no more like I used to, okay? <laughs> thank you, thank you. But I know I'm not the only one. Because if you look at examples, I think about like ladies, for example. The guy you're talking to. You think that he's playing games. He's playing games. He ain't texting me back as soon as I need him to, as quickly as I need him to. You're used to guys playing games with you, but honestly, he's just working. He's busy. We praise God that he has a job. He has a job. Thank you, Jesus. He has a job, okay? But because you're so used to guys playing games, you think he's playing games. Maybe, young man, I wanna talk to you. You have a hard time respecting women. You're actually upset that I'm up here today holding a microphone. It's okay though, I can handle it, I can handle it, okay? I was made for this moment, okay? But you have a hard time respecting women, receiving from women, why? Because of the woman that abused you when you were younger. You don't wanna get married because you've witnessed your parents your whole life. They don't sleep in the same bed. They hate each other. They're mean to each other. They're miserable. So marriage ain't for you. But can I just tell you that this is no way to live. That the enemy has come to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. To rob you of what God has called you to. So it is vital that we learn how to renew our minds. So today I wanna give you two action items. I won't be before you long. Two action items to get your mind right. Number one, think about what you think about. Have you ever thought about your thoughts? Like truly, that's kind of weird, right? But I do it all the time. I actually have an activity that I like to do where I go a whole day without allowing any negative thing to come out of my mouth. What's crazy is that I realize how negative I am. <laughs> all day long, I'm thinking negative thoughts. You can't really escape negative thoughts, but you take it captive. You make it obedient, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And the reason I do this is because I've learned that our thought patterns actually lead our lives. Literally, our thought patterns are what are leading us, okay? So if you're thinking about how much you hate your spouse, let me talk to the married people real quick one time. Ladies, where are my ladies at? We're going to class today, so I need you to talk back to me. It's just really helpful. But ladies, really quick, okay? First of all, in marriage, I just said you hate your spouse. It's possible to hate your spouse in marriage. We don't want you to do that, right? Um, the movies don't show that. That just show, they just show like you're having sex in the laundry room and everything's great. That's not reality, okay? Maybe it is reality, shout out to you. But that's awesome, like for real, thumbs up. That's super awesome, creative, keeping it spicy. Here for it, here for it. But it's not really like, like daily, right, in marriage. There's moments where you are obsessed with your spouse. There's moments where you can't stand your spouse. So right now, I wanna talk to the moment where you can't stand your spouse and your spouse is getting on your nerves. Your husband is getting on your nerves. So what do you do? You become naggy. Whenever you become naggy, it makes your husband withdraw. Men do not want to, oh, look at that, round of applause. Oh, standing ovation, hallelujah. Yes, thank you, yes. 
Hallelujah. Truly. And the reason I say that, I know this because I've been married for 10 years. And I've learned that whenever I'm annoyed with my husband, the worst thing I could ever do is come nag him like a mosquito buzzing in his ear all day long. You know what I've learned? It's to take my request to the Lord and pray. That sounds really cliche and real cute. No, but truly, because I've found that there's so much power in praying for Robert rather than nagging Robert. And what I love about it is when I take my request to the Lord through prayer, either prayer changes things no matter what, right? But either the Spirit of God is changing him or he's changing me. Because guess what? I'm not always right. And I love that sometimes, often, we find ourselves praying for people to change because it makes our lives easier, when really, we're the one that needs to change. And that's the beauty of the Spirit of God, is that He comes in and He begins to do what He does best. He perfects us, He reveals, He sifts us, He purges us, and He makes us better, He renews us. So ladies, pray for your husband, because things are changing. Now to the men. So you're annoyed that your wife is naggy. Well, I just want you to know that withdrawing is no better. You know, some of us are wired to withdraw. So whether you're a female or a male, if you are more prone to withdraw. When I was doing research, it literally says the silent treatment dissolves love. So even though you're not using your words, the withdrawal is actually dissolving the love. You need to communicate. You need to talk about it. And if you don't know how to communicate, there's plenty of books, podcasts, sermons, therapists that can help you learn how to communicate. Because reality is you have to learn to communicate if you want any healthy relationship, amen? Amen. Another reason that it's important to think about what you think about is because it helps you identify what is keeping you trapped. It is so, so important that you identify what is keeping you trapped. And I say that because identifying helps you to overcome because you cannot defeat what you don't identify. Identify what? Identify number one, the thought, the lie, the stronghold. You don't even realize you're as mean as you are. You don't know. You're living a life of isolation and you don't have friends and it's, I don't like nobody, I don't trust nobody, everybody, da, 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 da. You're believing the lie. You're just mean and no one wants to be around you because you're very mean. Thank you. She, she said, she gave it, we're on the same page. Yes. Periods. But truly, that's what's crazy is, you have to identify that thing. Go down the list, I can go down the list. The lie, the stronghold, identify the thought. Example, if he does this thing one more time, I'm leaving him, he's no good. Well, okay, then just what you, yeah, bye. What you speak, it's, it is what it is. Also, another example, if I just, if I just look this one time, it's not technically cheating on my spouse. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna look real quick. It's cheating, just for the record, you're cheating. Come 
God, I speak and declare conviction in the room. Truly, spirit of discernment, spirit of conviction over this house and everyone watching online and everyone in the watch party. We see the watch party's packed, y'all. This is amazing. I also would like you and myself, all of us together collectively, to identify access points. This is so very important. What do you mean by access points? Well, if you're miserable in life, you hate your life, you hate your car, you hate your job, you're just an unhappy human, well then, the worst place for you to go is on Instagram to look at everyone's best life. Because obviously everyone's posting the greatest things in the world. The best food, it's like so beautiful. Um, the best yard. Hey, you mowed your yard today with the most beautiful safari as plants, whatever. You have the best marriage. You have the best, 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 best. The, the worst thing you could do is go and look and compare yourself to someone else. Access point, cut it off. You don't need to be on social media. Next, if you have wondering eyes, then you need covenant eyes. Can I talk to the men, but also the ladies? We're gonna get real practical in here today. Covenant eyes, if you have wondering eyes, it's a thing, it's real. And I talk with passion because I've seen it over and over and over and over again. I've seen it creep in and literally take out people individually and families. So I get mad about it. I'm mad at the devil today, not y'all, okay? I know I get intense, but I'm not mad at y'all. Mad at the devil, okay? So here we have covenant eyes. You see that? So this is an actual software that you download and you put it on your laptop, your phones, any tablet that you have. It blocks pornography, hallelujah, because at the click of a button in half a second, any moment, you can click and find pornography. The enemy is playing no games with us but we're gonna block and, and, and defeat those access points. We see them, we identify them, we see you devil, and we're shutting you down. So covenant eyes, and also you have an accountability partner so people can see what you're looking at. It's important. The reason I say that is because Mark 14, 38, it says, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Cut the access points. Number three, blind spots. There are things about me that I cannot see, good and bad. There's things that I can't see about myself that are great. That, that's why there's beauty in relationships because people call it out of me. Then there's things in me that I don't see that aren't the best, but I have people around me that call it out of me. One being my therapist. I love my therapist. I told you, every time I preach a sermon, you're gonna hear about Target. You're gonna hear about therapy. They go hand in hand. Target is my therapy. Hallelujah, okay? So here we have my therapist who I've gone to see for 20 years. 20 years, no? Since I was 20 years old. I love my therapist because she is the greatest gift from God. And there's a stigma when it comes to therapy, in the church, actually. A lot of people are like, wait, what? Like, that's weird, that ain't for me. You go to Jesus. Well, guess what? Jesus is the wonderful counselor. So the same way that God uses a preacher to communicate the gospel, he uses a worship leader to lead us into his presence. He uses a therapist to heal our minds. Thank you, Jesus, okay? Counselors help us identify the what? She always asks me questions and takes me on this journey of identifying these access points, the lies that I'm believing, and the blind spots. 
If you look at Jesus, this is one of my favorite passages is whenever he's with the woman at the well. I love this because I feel like it's an actual counseling session. Jesus, he's busy, y'all. He's got things to do, but yet he takes time to go sit on a well and wait to have one conversation with one woman. He wasn't trying to pack out arenas. He said, you know what? I see you, you matter. Because he knew that once she became transformed by the truth, she would go back and change a whole city. Never underestimate the power of one person, kindness to one person, a conversation with one person. So here we are, we have Jesus talking to this woman. He says, go call your husband. She said, what, I don't have a husband. He said, I know you don't. You've had five. You're currently living with a man who's not your husband. He's identifying, right? He's identifying. And this truth, once he he speaks truth to her, it says that she goes back into her hometown and the whole city was saved because of this woman's testimony. The truth, what happens when you come into the presence of truth? The truth sets us free. Identify that thing. Identifying brings truth. The truth sets us free. I love this quote. Watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habit. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. Identify and replace with truth. Identify and replace with truth. Number two, put the right things on repeat. 80% of our thoughts are negative. I just said that earlier. 95% are repetitive. We want to make sure that you get the right things on repeat today. I'm determined to get the right things on repeat because reality is, is you become what you rehearse. So I wanna pause and allow you to think in this moment, what are you rehearsing? What are you rehearsing? Are you rehearsing God's truth over your life? That your future is bright, that your spouse is on the way, that you are made whole, that you are clean, you are pure, you are righteous, you are loved. What are you rehearsing? When you go to bed at night, when you lay your head on your pillow, what are you rehearsing? You become what you rehearse. Proverbs 23, seven says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Yes. I mean, for example, I mean, look at Pastor Robert. You cannot convince him that he is not a worship leader. Listen, he's been rehearsing that thing. When he gets up on Sundays, he is leading worship. And can't nobody tell him any otherwise, okay? If you tell yourself you're depressed, you're gonna be depressed. If you tell yourself that you're gonna be a horrible mom, dad, friend, then you're literally gonna be a horrible mom, dad, friend. What are the right things to rehearse? Philippians 4, Philippians 4, 6 tells us, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. There we go. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful. What happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life? Another version says, but in everything, by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, pleading with thanksgiving. So the right things, I'm gonna give you four things and then we're closing. 
Four things, I've actually created a pie chart just for you because I don't wanna hear any excuses that you ain't got time because we're gonna make time, okay? Okay? So can you put that pie chart up for me? There we go. So four things to have a renewed mind. You can take a picture or you can write it down. 10 minutes a day. Look, be in the word of God for two and a half minutes. A scripture. Be in prayer two and a half minutes. Gratitude. Gratitude two and a half minutes and praise for two and a half minutes. There you go. A renewed mind. I want you to write down negative thoughts and I want you to write beside them a truth that defeats the lie. The word of God. This is how we fight our battles. is with the truth of God, the sword of the spirit. Okay, so I wanna give you an example once again. Write down your negative thoughts, write beside them a truth that defeats the lie. So here we go, let's do our first example. Reality, we don't wanna live in this false reality. Reality is, life is hard. Bad things happen. We can't escape it. But what do we do whenever life hits? The enemy is always gonna try to plant the seeds, right, for his entertainment. So here we have reality. My father walked out of my life, that's a fact. My mother abandoned me, that's a fact. The lie that tries to attach itself to you is I have no one, I am unlovable. That's a lie. The truth of God says that when my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me in. Got it? Next, my spouse was unfaithful, reality. The lie, I'm depressed. I'm not ever gonna be able to get over this. The truth, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Do you believe it? Lastly, I'm addicted to pornography. Reality. Lie, I'm too dirty. I'm too far gone. I'm a mistake. I can't overcome. The truth. Purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me, now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. That is the truth that we live by. I love getting in a presence-driven church, really practical. Because sometimes we can, you know, we're all guilty. We're way up here, we forget like, we gotta live life. We need tools. So I actually so deeply believe in the power of the Word of God that I have the ushers and I have a few Bibles that I wanna pass out. And I wanna ask you, for those who truly need it and will use it and read it, No one's in trouble here, this isn't weird, no one's shaming you, we all need a renewed mind. But I have a study Bible that's Tony Evans and I have a Joyce Meyer Bible as well. And I want to hand it, I believe there's two, correct? And in the watch party room as well, 
I didn't forget about you. We have ushers ready to hand out, but if you need this word and you will use it, there's two people that will receive it. So just stand to your feet and the ushers are gonna hand it out to you. You don't have to be ashamed. If you don't take it, I will. There we go. Amazing. Word of God, the Word of God, transforming your mind, transforming your mind. I also have two more books that I would like to have the ushers pass out as well, Watch Party and In Here as well. Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Rochelle. It's unbelievable, it's phenomenal. Can team, can you pass this to, I see a beautiful lady over here. I also see a beautiful lady over here. Battlefield of the Mind, Joyce Meyer. Life-changing. Highly recommend these books. Thank you for being here today. I'm so glad you're here. Use those books, use that word. It'll change your life. Next, prayer. We write the future with our prayers. Mark Batterson says it best. Circle Maker's another powerful book. We write the future with our prayers. I have seen God do it again and again and again and again and again. I wanna see something come to pass. I declare it, I write it down, and I don't stop until I see it come to pass. Not according to my will, according to His will. Because sometimes what we want isn't His will. So sometimes we think he's forgotten about us and he's not a good God. No, he loves you too much to give you what you've asked for. Because he knows. Prayer, it changes things. The next, gratitude. Ted Talk told me, two minutes for 21 days in a row, you can actually rewire your brain. So if you don't have 10 minutes, now you have two minutes. What are you grateful for? 21 days in a row, rewire your brain. We're gonna be a positive house, a positive people. Ooh, the devil's getting mad because we're getting happy. Write three things you're grateful for for 21 days straight. At the end of that, your brain starts to retain a pattern of being positive and not negative. I heard a doctor say Prozac doesn't heal your mind. It temporarily fixes it. Hey, I'm not against medicine but it temporarily fixes it. He said that gratitude actually heals your mind. What? Gratitude. God, we're grateful. Grateful that you woke me up today. Grateful that there's breath in my lungs because tomorrow's not promised. Grateful, God, that you would allow me to be a part of Social Dallas, this phenomenal move of God. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for my children. Thank you for the flowers and the sunshine and the birds. Thank you for the food on my table. Thank you for the clothes that I, I, I can wear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for loving me. Gratitude. There's so many things we can be grateful for. Don't believe the lies that you have nothing to be grateful for. What are we talking about? We're grateful. I have a gratitude jar because I believe in it so much that I wanna give somebody. If you're struggling with being negative, it's okay. And you feel like you'd benefit from my gratitude jar, it's literally what you write down and you put it in your jar and it's on my kitchen counter to remind myself to be grateful. Stand to your, one person stand to your feet if you want it, because I have it for you. Oh, here's this guy right here. In the watch party room. We're gonna be grateful. 
And the last one, my favorite one, is praise. The power of praise. You know what praise is like? It reminds me of my little boy, my little girl, Remy and Bubba. They're just two of a kind. Remy is the youngest, but she likes to pick on her older brother and it actually works. <laughs> she usually got them both in the fetal position. I'm like, oh Lord, there's a great call on Remy's life, on all of them. But it's so funny because Bubba will be minding his own business and all of a sudden Remy comes up, Bubba, guess what? I'm not gonna give you back your toy. He, Bubba, guess what? I'm mommy's favorite. Mommy doesn't love you. What, Remy, where did that even come from? You know what Bubba does? Interrupts her. Bubba, guess what? You're not gonna get Snatches that thing. Takes it captive. Guess what Remy does? After a few times, she gets so worked up, she runs away. Ah! Mommy! Mommy, Bubba's picking on me! Like, what, Remy? When I think about praise, that's exactly what I envision. I think there's those demons that I was talking about earlier. They come and they tell us the lies. You're, you're not good enough. Your marriage is never gonna be restored. You're, you're too far gone. You'll always be addicted. You'll always be addicted. And what I want to empower you to do is to interrupt those lies, the strategies, the arrows that the enemy in hell is trying to throw your way. What you say? You interrupt that thing. You make it obedient. You make it obedient. Today, we're gonna make it obedient. Make that thing obedient. Hell has no authority. A bully, that's all the enemy is. He's a bully, he's already defeated. And when you praise, you ah! I love it, I feel it. Cause I've seen God do it my whole life. Interrupt that thing with praise. That's why we're a passionate people. That's why we're a house of presence. We believe it. We believe it, Psalm 34. Lord, I'm bursting with joy over what you've done for me. Let me go ahead and bring my laptop down here. Lord, I'm bursting with joy over what you've done for me. My lips are full of perpetual praise. I'm boasting of you and all of your works. So let all who are discouraged take heart. Join me, everyone. Let's praise together. Let's praise the Lord together. Let's make His name famous. Let's make His name glorious to all. Listen to my testimony. I cried to God in my distress and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Gaze upon Him, join your life with His and joy will come. Your faces will glisten with glory and you'll never wear that shame face again. When I had nothing, Defeated. I cried out to the Lord and He heard me, bringing His miracle deliverance when I needed it most. The angel of Yahweh stooped down to listen as I prayed, encircling me, empowering me, and showing me how to escape. Oh God, there's power in our praise. Don't underestimate.
declare the goodness of God. Oh God, we feel you in this place today. We declare that strongholds are coming down. We declare, God, that there's no more, no more bullying, no more lies that we will carry into tomorrow. Your grace is enough. Your mercies are new every morning. Oh God, I feel you, Holy Spirit. I believe that He's coming to renew us today. It's a tragedy. If you know Jesus, but you don't walk with a renewed mind, it's a tragedy. Every relationship you have will be affected. Every, every relationship. There's power in our praise. There's also power in what we listen to, what we see, what we watch, the places that we go. I have to, to put this before you. Don't think for one second that what's on your Apple Music playlist, your Spotify doesn't affect your mind. If you're listening to perverted music, country, R&B, hip hop, techno, whatever it is, if you're listening and feeding your spirit that, it's affecting your mind. If you're singing about sex and cheating and drugs, what? What, as a believer, you're feeding your spirit, it's a lie. It's not this little thing. It is feeding your spirit and shifting and shaping your mind. If you're going as a believer into the club, that's a lie. Just so you know, when you step into the club, the, club, the Spirit of God, He has no place there. He's not welcomed there. I've come to remind you, if you're going to the club, it's not okay. As a believer, God has called us to live pure and holy before Him. And He's worthy, He's mighty, and He deserves our clean hands and our pure hearts. God, give us discernment. God, give us eyes to see like You and ears to hear like You. Help us to protect our minds, Jesus. And lastly, when I think about what's happening today is, it happening. There's a, my brother, he has a dog named Bentley. He's a boxer. Bentley's like, what, 85 to 100 pounds. And, and it's so funny because in the laundry room, they have a gate that doesn't even connect to the walls. It literally just sits and you could literally kick it over with your foot and Bentley just stands behind the gate. And we always love, we're like, Bentley, you're 100 pounds. You could literally destroy that wall. You could jump over it, you could run through it, but because it's what he's always known, because it's what he was told when he was younger, he lives behind this lie, <laughs> this gate. In my heart, when I think about every single one of you, I want to ask you today, what, what gate is separating you from God's truth? God wants you to walk in His fullness. He wants you to walk in His power. He wants you to walk in the authority and live your best life. You can have a healthy marriage. I promise you, your marriage can be restored. You can be free from a spirit of perversion. I promise you, you can have clean, pure, clean hands, pure hearts. You can long and desire for purity and wholeness. I don't know what happened to you that made you think anything other than you were called, you were chosen, you have strength. 
become anchored in His truth, become unshakable because God is able, not you, you can't do it, but through Christ, you can. You may say, Pastor Taylor, what? What are you even talking about? You don't get it. I'm closing with this. The picture on the screen of me and, the, me and our family and people see us. Oh, you know, the Medus and I want that, I want that. You know what that came with? It came with suffering. It came with moments where I didn't know if we were gonna make it. Pastor Robert put it on the screen last week where we have our photos and it's not that we were fake, we're just fighting through it. Just so you know also, for those who are like, eh, they're fake. No, some people are just fighting. They're in the fight of their lives and they're trying to walk through and stand for and believe what they want to see come to pass. Don't get mad because I have faith and you don't. My faith is not fake. My faith is not fake. My faith is not fake. I'm believing and I'm standing until I see the glory of the Lord come into my marriage, come into my home, come into my identity, come into my children. That was the fight. Your calling can crush you at times. Your calling is not easy, but marriage is a call. And you have to make up in your mind whether you believe what the Word of God says or you don't. There were years and years and years where my family f fell apart at age seven and all I saw was dysfunction. Love my family, but I didn't know if I could ever, there's a 100% divorce rate on my family's side, both mom and dad, 100%. But I'm standing and believing that it's broken. It stops with me. At age 17 in my abusive relationship that I was in, I give birth to my baby boy who's stillborn. Some of you know, some of you don't. I held Micah for 18 and a half hours, so full of shame and guilt and I felt so dirty and I felt so unworthy to be loved. And then years later, God brings me Robert and I was also afraid when I had my pregnancies, will I have another stillborn baby? The lies, the gate. I have spent my life on a journey of renewing my mind. I am not removed. And because I'm standing on stage doesn't mean I'm better. No, I, I just promise God, I will spend the rest of my life declaring to the world what you have done for me. If you did it for me and you're still doing it for me, you're gonna do it again for them. And we will not stop until we see your freedom, your righteousness, your holiness, your glory in the earth. So today I believe that God, you can come get this team, that God is wanting to do something. He wants to break strongholds today. He wants to break strongholds. Remember, remember the definition of strongholds, the gate that separates God's truth from the law, but today's strongholds are coming down. I'm actually gonna ask the prayer team to come, Taurus, Pastor Honey, LaShawn, the whole team, because I believe it. If you need to leave, you're more than welcome to leave. But if you need some help on this journey, we are gonna be a people, a house that comes alongside you and we link arms, there's power in community. You're gonna rise above what tried, what has tried to stop you.
You're gonna rise above the lies that says that you're not gonna make it because you are gonna make it. You're gonna rise above the lies that you're always gonna be broken. No, God has come to restore you. And I'm telling you, when you give your mind to Jesus, hell is not ready for the person that's coming on the other side of this freedom. God, we thank you for breaking strongholds. We are a house of prayer. We are a house that carries your presence, God. We are a house for people. So today we've come and we've prayed and we've interceded for your freedom and your presence to fill the room. So now the table is set, God. And we welcome those who are lost. We welcome those who are broken. We welcome all people to come and sit at this table to feast of your deliverance, to feast of your salvation, to feast of your freedom. God, that is who you are. You have promised us this. this we have it at our fingertips. So today we open up our hearts, God. We come with a posture of humility to say we cannot, we cannot do this without you, God. We are hungry for you. We are desperate for you to renew our minds. May we be a people of renewed minds, be a people of peace carriers, be a people with whole marriages that break statistics. Oh God, we ask that you come and fill this place right now right now. We would like to thank you for being a part of our social global family. Please head to our website, socialdallas.online and see the many ways you can stay connected with us from around the world.